You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello everyone, thanks so much for joining us today. My name's Kate Agnew and I'm your host for today's podcast and we're very, very lucky to have Glenn McIntosh on the show today. Hello, Glenn. Hello, thanks for having me back. Oh no, it's so great to have you. Um, So Glenn, you're the founder of Weight Management Psychology and you have been a resident psychologist on The Biggest Loser, Mm -hmm. Australia. You've authored a number of self-help resources and you regularly feature in TV and radio media. And I understand your passion is to help people manage their eating, physical activity, weight, and body image, and that you also train health professionals in this area with your sold-out workshops and online courses. That's totally true and also (laughs) a great rap. Yeah, eating, movement, weight, body image, and the psychology around it. That's my passion. And I've loved working with individuals for a very long period of time. And like you say, now extending those messages through all of our online programs and working with awesome health professionals like you guys. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, it's all about collaboration. Totally. And I think that's probably a really great uh, word to describe the topic that we're delving into today, which is around email marketing. Mm. And I understand that you and your team use this as a really essential tool for connecting with your audience, developing relationships, and also ultimately driving referrals and sales for your programs, etc. Absolutely, Kate. For us, email is number one. So our programs wouldn't thrive without email. Yeah. And I think social media is so important these days. It's so important for, for brand building. But like you say, when it comes down to actually getting bums on seats or people in the door or people buying your, your programs, email is kind of the king. And we're going to delve into really what email marketing is, how you can do it, and yep. why you should be doing it in totally. this episode. Um, I should just quickly say for our listeners, for anyone who wants to learn more about Glenn, we actually have uh, – we did an episode with Glenn where we delved more into um, his work and his philosophy as a practitioner. That's in episode 26. So if you'd like to learn more about Glenn after this episode, please flick to episode 26 because today we'll be focusing on email marketing. Yeah, that was a really great chat. So definitely check that out. I love that chat. And that's kind of Kate, my two main areas. I love helping people with clinical practice first and foremost. But then also I think that we have as health professionals, you know, psychologists, dietitians we have so much training but we're not necessarily trained in how to get these ideas out to people so i really love helping health professionals build that side of their sort of like business mentoring as well yeah which you and your team do incredibly well glenn the marketing communication side and it's so important to any functioning business isn't it it's so important and uh i was going to say we love it and we do but probably more accurately is that we have learned to love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the results that it brings perhaps. Yeah, through yeah. the results and even the actual process of it. You know, mm. I think that sometimes we as health professionals where we have, you know, as a psychologist, I'm always interested in people's mindset. I think sometimes we have a, sort of a negative mindset towards marketing our products and often that's the, the first hurdle. We think it's like cheesy or it's we're trying to hustle people into something but with email marketing as with all of the socials i think it's a beautiful way of marketing because people only follow you and stay connected with you if you're giving them a lot of value and it's kind of my opinion that if you've got something really good to sell to people a really good product that's really going to help them you're kind of doing them a disservice if you don't get it out there yep definitely so glenn Maybe to kind of go back to basics, how do you define email marketing? Okay. Um, Look, I think email marketing is really pretty simple. It's just the same as any other type of marketing, whether it be direct marketing through mail outs or, you know, the traditional media like um, TV, radio, magazines or 
social media, but you're just using your email. So you're connecting with people through sending them emails. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And, but do you think email marketing has a a different effect um, in terms of results from what you've seen in your practice compared to other channels? Absolutely. And this is an interesting one because it's almost the reality is that social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, especially Snapchat are very, very popular at the moment. But if you do talk to, to digital marketing experts, and we've definitely found this in our practice, email tends to outperform the, the other social media platforms by estimates of between three and 60 times more effective. We find depending on, because we obviously we market our services um, we market our online programs and we market events. Depending on exactly what we're marketing, what type of program for us, it's typically between two and maybe six or seven times more effective. Yeah, so yeah. it definitely is a, a, a more effective way of marketing. And can I tell you why? Please do. Yeah, I think that let's go a step further because I think the reason why email is so effective because it, it really allows you to to powerfully connect with and and build a really close personal relationship with that person on the other end of the email. And the, the big part of the reason is because there's no annoying third party in between. So if someone signs up to your newsletter community, then when you want to send them something, 100% of that audience will get that something. Yeah. And that's typically not the case now with with Facebook or Instagram. You get a very small percentage of, of your audience seeing it. So it allows you to sort of repeatedly make contact and connect with your audience rather than the, the social media platforms where you're only going to reach a small amount of them unless, of course, you want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's really powerful. And the other thing I, I could just say about that is that the cool thing with email is you you actually have full control over the message. So, um, you know, the social media platforms are often changing the, the rules. Mm. You can't say this. You can't have these type of pictures. You've got to have this many words. And it's constantly changing, which is a bit frustrating in itself. Mm. But when you send an email to your community from the subject line through to the content, if you want to include links in there, you can. I've written blogs some of my earlier blogs were like two minute reads and then sometimes I think I really want to sort of dive deep into a topic and it's a 15 minute read and I can include the videos like we do with the Thursday therapy Um, if people like podcasts they can include podcasts in there so there's a whole lot of freedom with email in how you connect with the audience and then it's really this you think I think of it like a relationship between you and the person on the other end of the email if you're continually giving them value if they're liking what you're you're posting then they're going to stay connected and if not they just unsubscribe. So you're, you're really, both of you are really in control of the relationship without an annoying kind of a third party in the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard an analogy um, a little while back about how uh, email marketing, it's sort of like you've got your own uninterrupted stage where you can be talking to your audience or even uninterrupted like one-on-one contact with people as opposed to social media where there's the algorithms changing, your feeds updating, you've got pop-ups everywhere, you've got things trying to outperform others, there's so much competition. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's just between you and that person. Mm. I really love that. It's a really mm. good metaphor that it is like a stage that you're on. And mm. Yeah, I love that. So can you describe your audience to us, your email marketing audience? So our newsletter? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that'd be great. Okay. So look, if you look at the kind of, I suppose, the statistics of our people, they're mainly 35 to 55-year-old people. Um, About 85, almost 90% of them are women. Mm -hmm. So most of our audience are women. And most of them live in Australia. Mm-hmm. So we do have some some younger people in that sort of 25 to 35. And we do have quite a few over 55s. And maybe a third of our audience is from outside of Australia. But that's kind of like the main demographics of mm-hmm. our guys. And I think those demographics, obviously, if you're talking about marketing, they're important. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and if anyone is building an email community who's listening or they're thinking about building an email community, it's really important to, to know 
your audience far beyond the statistics. So, for example, we know that our audience, by the time that they get to us, um, they've typically done five, six, seven failed attempts at weight loss. So, no, people don't come and see the psychologist first. So, and, and if we dig deeper down below that behavior, what we know is that a lot of those people feel uh, shame around living in a larger body and, and guilt around having gotten to that point uh, and also a sense of kind of hopelessness. So, when they come to us, we know that they're, and even sometimes when they've been a member of the community for a little while, um, we know that they're wanting results, but there's a big part of them thinking, hey, this is probably just going to be like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that, that our guys, in a sense, are a bit confused about weight loss versus body positivity. Mm. They kind of come to see us because they like the idea of body positive messages. They kind of know that weight loss doesn't work, but they're kind of a lot of them are stuck in this confused middle zone. Yes, I like to accept my body, but I'm also still kind of want to lose weight deep down. And and people as they, you know, they stay with us for for years and years, they move more towards body positivity. But we do know that a lot of them are still deep down wanting to lose weight. Mm. And so I think the reason why it's so important to know your audience is then you can tailor that communication to them. So, for example, um, with our Thursday therapy videos, we started doing some kind of skits to kind of in a very lighthearted and relatable and definitely a non-stigmatizing way um, kind of poke fun at the problems like emotional Mm. eating or getting intuitive eating wrong or hating going to the gym. And, and we found that that's actually, we just did it as a bit of fun and a way to kind of get people interested, but it's actually part of the therapy. Mm. People have, we've learned from our audience that they really love those little skits because it makes them feel normal. Um, it's relatable as well. It's relatable. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of, stigma around living in a larger body and weight and eating and a lot of stigma around psychology. So we see it as part of our mission is to kind of bust those stigmas and make the, um, make the issues relatable. So it's nice to hear you say that. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, some of the other things we, we do is more recently I've been experimenting with sharing my personal stories. So my difficulties in therapy and even my difficulties in my life. And we didn't know how that would go but we're doing more of it because the feedback from our audience is that they really like it. Mm. They know that I'm not going to judge them if I'm sharing my own problems. Mm. So it sort of breaks down that, that barrier. And we also learn kind of practical things from our email community. Mm. You know, we, we're doing a lot of extras at the moment. You know, we've got some great thing coming up. We just want to video that and get it to people. Or I, I want to write a series of blogs on something. And we've learned that our audience, they don't like to get smashed with too many emails. So what we do now is if we have extras that aren't part of our schedule, we kind of slot them in and replace our regularly scheduled program so people don't get overwhelmed mm. with um, with emails. But it's, it is that really constant sort of listening and seeking to understand and really building a, a connection mm. with your audience beyond the, the demographics and the mm. statistics. One thing that I um, I think will be quite relevant to dietitians, and, and I'm assuming it's um, very much the case in your line of work, is that you've got groups of people that are at kind of different stages or slightly different characteristics. And yeah. so um, when you put something out on like social media, it's going to everyone. It's going to all of your followers. Whereas when you're using email marketing, um, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on whether you think that allows you to actually target what that person needs at this point in time by like say segmenting or grouping them and, and sending them out what might be relevant. Yeah, that's a, a really interesting question. And I suppose that, that we have a sort of a set of messages that are important to mm. us, enjoyable movement, body positivity, intuitive eating, that they go across all of our socials. Mm. Um, and so far, we haven't explored segmenting our main audience because um, we feel they're actually very similar in all of yeah. those demographics. Um, but I know a lot of people do end up doing that. And probably the way that we have done that is through our health professionals' emails. Mm, so yes. we have our, our general big clients database 
And then we have uh, dietitians and nutrition professionals one. We have a fitness professionals one. And then we have a psychs uh, coaches and counselors one. Mm-hmm. And so that allows us to, to then reshare information. So say for, for the dietitians, because obviously your audience is dietitians. If we get something that we think is brilliant for dietitians, um, like for example, I, I did a Thursday therapy with Lindy Cohen. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, this is really great. It was on the intersection between nutritious eating and intuitive eating. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I do intuitive eating, but still eat well, mm-hmm. really important question. And so we obviously shared that with our, mm. our dietitians and nutrition professionals. Um, and it might that might not be as relevant to maybe your um, fitness professional exactly. or something yep. similar. Yeah. yeah. So we did another video with Libby Babette, who mm. was the trainer on Biggest Loser, um, on getting the confidence to go to the gym. So, for example, that one, it definitely went to our big email community and then we also sent it to our fitness professionals community. Mm. So, we're like, that's really stuff that those guys will really, mm. really like. Yeah, so that's so that's so powerful and that you can really kind of tailor who you're speaking to in that regard. Absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's really, you can do that because you, you, you know everything about that audience yeah. as they sort of grow. Yeah. So I'm really keen to pick your brain about how email marketing compares to say social media, like paid posts, given that I understand you've had a fair bit of experience with it with your Lots. courses and you've seen from our it. trials and errors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. So you mean in terms of the actual like the the conversion? Yeah, yeah. Of the yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll just quickly for anyone who's unfamiliar with the term conversion. Oh my gosh, so we've gone into marketing that. talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could put up a glossary of terms as well on the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah. Uh, Let's, I thought you would ask this. So I've got some numbers from one of our recent programs. Mm -hmm. So we do this uh, tapping program. Done some tapping with Marie Mm -hmm. in a a webinar and um, it's called emotional freedom techniques or tapping because you're tapping on acupressure points and we've developed an online version of this program and it's one of our more popular programs. Um, So... We've got people doing this now. They're at week nine now. Um, so when we did that campaign finishing nine weeks ago, the um, the Facebook uh, was, you know, Facebook is our second biggest marketing tool by far. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's email is number one. Uh, two is Facebook. Three is actually our clients mm-hmm. and our practice. And number four is Instagram. Instagram, our marketing, um, our marketing team describe as somewhere that's wonderful and shiny and great to see pretty pictures, but people aren't too yeah. interested in buying at least our, our products. More so food photos. <laughs> food photos, <laughs> yes. exactly. And, and look, food photos and pictures of thin bodies, mm-hmm. and we don't use thin ideal marketing in our um, in our any of our campaigns because mm-hmm. we believe that it's it's unethical. So uh, it kind of takes away a lot of our power on on Instagram. That's a good point, though. You're aligning with the you're choosing the channels that align well with your philosophy and values. I imagine you have to, yeah. And even even the the platforms that, of course, your marketing has to be in line with your values and on brand across all channels but even um connecting with your audience the platform that connects best Mm. with your audience um so for example we do a lot and connect a lot with health professionals over our instagram Mm. uh but our main audience are sort of like i said 35 to 55 year old people and a lot of them don't use instagram are they on facebook predominantly a lot of them are on facebook but all of them have emails yes same with youtube we do share our videos to our youtube channel um but typically youtube's a little bit of a younger demographic so if we were to just use youtube it wouldn't hit a lot of our audience Uh, but again our emails almost everyone has an email Mm. like even people who are Quite old. Yeah. You know, that's where you get those hilarious emails. Like, <laughs> What's that, sorry? You know, people have those really old school emails oh, that they yeah. started when they were like a little kid. Yeah. yeah. The, the names are always a bit questionable. <laughs> yeah, we look at them, we're like, who was that? Sexy Sarah, 82. You're like, holy moly. I've seen some worse ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I like PG rated that for yeah. us. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, 
let's get back to the uh, tapping program mm. and the the, the um, promotion of it. So we spent for that because we you know we invest a fair bit into our our um, our marketing um, because we just find that we we have to. You kind of got to spend money to make money. Yeah. It's a bit of a thing for us health professionals. Or like, why should I have to promote my products? But the reality is, if you want to grow, then that is what you have to do. It's a great point. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. We're like, and we sort of, I think deep down, we kind of think, well, I've done all of this study. Mm. I know what I'm talking about. Why should I have to promote myself? Mm. But you know, psychologists are always encouraging people to get in touch with reality. Mm. And the reality is that. And we talked about this at um, Dietitians Unite is that, you know, most of us, if we talk about dietitians, most dietitians think they can do a better, more evidence-based job than an Ashy Bynes or a Pete Evans. Uh, but the reality is that those guys smash us with really powerful marketing and they get most of the share that we frankly believe that we should have so we just need to get better at the better at the marketing and at their same level and be able to deliver a more evidence-based absolutely yeah i think if you want to be like say for example if you're a dietitian who works in a hospital or you work in food service or you run a, a small practice and you've got um you know referring doctors and other health professionals then you probably don't need to do too much of this. But if you want to, to have a, a larger influence than that, then we have to use those tools. There is just no other way. Mm. So, you know, we've got a, a team of psychologists and trainers and, and they'll often leave for the end of the day and I'll have a joke with them and go, okay, now I'm going to do my other job, <laughs> which is the digital marketing. Uh, I encourage people to, and I do a, a fair bit of mentoring of fitness professionals, dietitians and psychs in this space. And I encourage them to, if they want to grow their businesses, because it's not for everyone, mm. um, but if they want to you know, build bigger businesses and be more influential, um, they have to consider it part of the job. Mm. Yeah. It's part of the job. Definitely. Um, Sorry, slight tangent there, but it's good. <laughs> I think it's really good background. Sorry, Glenn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> um. Oh, so let's get to these numbers yes. before we forget. Tell us about the tapping campaign. Okay. Um, so on, we yeah, we didn't do any marketing on Instagram because we found it not to be cost effective. Um, we do share that the program's coming up and everything, but we don't do any formal marketing campaigns. Over Facebook, we do a series of three weeks of ads. We found that that's a good time frame for, for our ads because, um, of course, the closer the the product is to launch, the more people want to buy it. Um, so urgency. The urgency yeah. is massive. Yeah, we found that, you know, four weeks, five weeks, the, the uptake's just not big mm. enough. It really is. The the third week we use on Facebook, sorry, the first week we use on Facebook is really just a feeling out, seeing what ads are working best, mm -hmm. and then we really kind of pull the trigger mm -hmm. in week two uh, and week three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, same with our email. So with our email, we, we do what is called an email funnel, mm -hmm. uh, marketing term alert, yeah. but it's really, really important. We start to talk about the issue and typically this might be a series of three to seven emails. Uh, so for example, at the moment, the next program we've got is called Love Your Body Healthy. It's a positive, a positive body image program. Um, and we're starting now to talk with our email audience about um, – body positivity and the, the, the harm of not living in a larger body, but the harm of carrying around body concerns. Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to share a few emails that we've just done of uh, interviews with Taryn Brumfit, um, mm -hmm. who documented uh, Embrace. Mm -hmm. um, so we're getting people, you know, thinking about body image. We're giving them a lot of value for free. So our audience, even if they don't end up buying anything, which a massive percent of them won't buy the Love Your Body Healthy program, they've benefited from the journey towards the program. And so that's basically the way we do it. Um, so whether it's email or Instagram or Facebook, there really has to be a build-up and a give. You know, you have to give people a lot of value before you can then ask people to become involved in something. Um, so at the end of those campaigns, with Facebook, we had 82 signups, not conversions, we had 82 signups. So 82 people signed up over Facebook. 
And the spend on that was four and a half thousand. So quite a bit. That's the amount you spent on the marketing. So that's what we spent on Facebook ads. Advertising, yeah. yeah. So Facebook ads, we basically had 82 people sign up and our cost of those sales was about Mm $4,500. So the way that works out in terms of your cost per sale was about $56 per sale. Mm -hmm. So the tapping program varies from $129.95 to $300 depending on what version people buy. So if you're looking at a $56 spend for at least $130 back in, it's really cost positive. So Facebook was really, really good. You're still in the positive at the end of it. I Definitely. think that's a really important point. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes people see big spends. And yeah. Um, this was actually so the audience knows that our Facebook um, campaigns are very effective for our tapping program. It's mm-hmm. actually the most effective uh, program that we sell via Facebook mm-hmm. because it seems a little bit new and a little bit almost, uh, I hate using this word, but gimmicky. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're curious. People so, are very curious. Yeah. So that is um, $56 per sale would be, uh, for, for a program like this would be our best numbers. Mm-hmm. This is a very successful Facebook campaign for us. Mm-hmm. Um we might run some other programs where we're between uh, 50 and 75 $80. If mm-hmm. we don't get it right, yeah. we might be up around the 100 120 Okay. So, so we, you're getting the cost price now. Yeah, ways. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and it is a, a journey, Kat. Mm. You know, we've gotten our um, – our marketing to the point where uh, our social media, if it does bad, if it does badly, we used to lose money, and if it did well, we used to break even. Now, if it does badly, we break even, and if it does well, we make money. And and our emails, we pretty much always make money on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we compare that to the the sales that came through via the email, uh, we got. 129 signups through the through the email so it's about one and a half times the amount through social media um and we actually got which was really cool for us our first ten thousand dollar email wow so our first email uh and it is pretty cool when you can see your social media marketing this is we typically send out our final sales emails on sunday nights because when people are like ready to make the the new resolution and um and it was, it's pretty nice to wake up on a Monday morning and you see, you know, 35 oh, sales, say, 40 yeah. sales, $10,000 worth, yeah. worth of, uh, of sales coming in. And just to reiterate, so my understanding is you wouldn't spend a whole lot on the email campaign. It's really just the cost of whatever manager, email manager you use. Is that correct? Emails cost a lot less, mm. a lot less. Emails, to, to send your email, it's just the cost of your, you know, your yeah. email provider, which might be something like MailChimp and mm. it's, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. The, the thing that people should understand there is with us, we've found email so useful. We really double down on our email and we're gravitating towards it more and more that we now actually spend money onboarding people to our emails, our email newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have an ebook that we call The Missing Piece. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good tip for people. We, we do find definitely that actually giving someone something physical like an ebook or like a series of videos is a great way to, to invite them into your newsletter. We found it, it's a lot more effective for us, probably twice as effective, um, maybe even a little bit more at, at getting people to join your newsletter versus, Hey, here's my newsletter. Here's what you'll get. Having something that can, that is tangible that people can get straight away is really powerful. So you offer that on your website, they pop their email in and then they get the ebook and they're on your email list. Yep, absolutely. So we offer it on the website and we get about, so four to six, uh, depending on the page, four to six percent of people used to sign up to our newsletter when we had a little pop-up that was just, hey, join our newsletter. And now it's 10 to 15% depending on the page when we have an ebook. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's almost double. It's it's about double. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even yeah. a little bit more. So um, that was some really good advice that we got. And then, you know, if you're listening, you're probably like we were, we're thinking, oh, God, there's another thing that we had to do. But that was a couple of years now. And now we, we spend, I think, 
$7 a day in Facebook ads, mm. encouraging people to, to sign up to the ebook. And we're onboarding about 800, seven, 800 people a month. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So really, really. So, so we, I thought you would ask this question too, because it's not exactly right to say that our emails were free. It was free to send the email, but we had to onboard people to, to yeah. our email system. Okay. So I'd guess we spent about the same amount onboarding people onto mm. our emails in that period preceding the program. Maybe a really important point here, Glenn, is that when you have people on your email list, you own that database. When you talk to people on Facebook who have liked your page, Facebook owns that database. Absolutely. Do you agree? Absolutely. So it's sort of like money in a way, almost better spent if they're in your email list at the end of it. There is absolutely no doubt. Yeah. And Kate, the, if we look at YouTube, if we look at Facebook, if we look at Instagram, they have all multiple times changed the algorithms, changed the rules, so they are less advantageous to people and less advantageous to businesses especially. Mm -hmm. And so there's absolutely no reason to assume they're not going to continue mm -hmm. to do that and they are in control. Mm -hmm. They're in control of who you reach, they're in control of how you reach them and from a, a business point of view, you're exactly right. You don't own that. You, you don't know. own your followers. No, yeah. I um, I know a guy who uh, was spending forty thousand dollars a year building up social media, and then the social media algorithms changed. Yeah, and he then had to continue to pay to reach his own audience. And I'm sure that a lot of people who have Facebook pages are, that yeah, will, will, it's a pay to play game now. Absolutely, yeah. a pay to play game. Um, and by contrast. From a business perspective, your database becomes a huge asset of your business. Mm -hmm. So, for example, now I'm, you know, I haven't promoted. We promote our programs, and if we have someone on our our podcast or that we interview that we really love, we promote their stuff, um, but we don't get paid for that. So, at the moment, I haven't chosen to um, to use our database to promote anyone else's products. Mm despite getting 50 yeah. diet industry emails a week to do it. Uh, but if I do choose to do that um, sometime down the track, then there's a real asset that I can kind of leverage, which is um, well over 10,000 people who click through really well. You know, we get about 35% of our, our people um, opening every really email, high. really yeah. high, very engaged buyers converting it over – one percent of the database which is really high mm, when you're so, talking one percent times your whole database it becomes yeah yeah, yeah. so that's where you get that really cool scalability mm. and it does become i've heard stories of uh, of um people then selling their businesses in health and um when the 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 database of email subscribers becomes part of the discussion it can change the price mm. of the business up to a million dollars. Wow. So that's yeah. probably a really good point for dietitians as well. And I know a lot of them wouldn't have that at the back of their mind, but if you they, you did have, you know, the prospect of selling your business later on, the, the email marketing and database that come with it is a huge yeah, asset. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. even if you don't want to, to sell your business, it's just a, I suppose the, for me, the main point is like, I think I, I can't ever see myself selling mm -hmm. my business, but it's just, you know, we're, uh, we're building such an important uh, part of the business, the ability to communicate our messages on this massive scale mm -hmm. and then to engage people in whatever it is we've got coming up. Mm -hmm. So, Glenn, why don't we? Why can't we just put email marketing in the too hard basket? <laughs> it's easy to just put in the too hard basket, isn't it? Oh man, you're right. And the reality is that it's not that easy. You know, it is a journey, and it's been, you know one we've been taking for the last maybe five or six years. And we're definitely getting better and better at it um, and we're enjoying it more. But it is a process. You know, you're going to have to write blogs or podcasts or 
do videos. Give you know, them homework on how it all integrates. Have to yeah. figure out how this whole thing works, yeah. especially if you don't. I mean, you know, things like MailChimp. Uh, do you use MailChimp? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've used it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like they're pretty easy yeah, to use. Pretty but you intuitive. Gotta, yeah, yeah. But you got to figure it all out. You got to mm-hmm. take time off your clients mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so it is a lot of work, and the reality is, at the start, from a money point of view, it's not going to pay off straight away. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a big investment in your time. It's a new skill you've got to learn. So it is kind of hard. The reason why I don't think we can put it in the too hard basket is because it's just such a powerful form of marketing. So as I said, I do a fair bit of mentoring of health professionals and even um, even smaller practices, if they're only going to do one thing, if they're deciding between socials, physical, mail out, email, email is always number one. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, even more importantly, if you want to grow your business and grow your influence. So I really do consider it that it is just part of mm. our job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are some kind of top tips you could give those listening to this podcast um, for in terms of nurturing their community and really looking after their email community? Yeah, that's that's a really, really good question. Because you, so, you do it so well and obviously the, the results somewhat speak for themselves. Oh, so thank tell you. Us, tell us that from a psychologist's point of view how yeah. that can be done. I think the first thing is, and this is really simple but sometimes we forget this, is just focus on giving the person value. You know, what, you know once you get to know your audience, so you have to know your audience, like what is, what is actually going to be something that's going to be useful for their lives. And that's why I think, you know, email marketing is a beautiful form of marketing because why are people getting on your list? Why are they staying on your list? Because you're giving them something that makes their lives better in some way. So that's why I always start is focus on the the person and giving them value. Um, I would suggest that you definitely communicate in the way that you like. So test out some videos. If you like videos, do that. Um, if you like talking, do a podcast. You know, you know, we've got a podcast coming up and we just thought we'd test it out and part of us thought, oh, you know what, I'm not sure whether uh, this is really going to be our thing. Absolutely loved it. Overwhelming I, support from your audience as well. Well, people are, people are keen for it and we, I love it. And I think that's where I encourage people to start. Start with the formats that you love mm. because it is going to be a hard slog at times. Mm. So whether it's writing or podcasts or videos, figure out what format works well for you too because it is going to have to be a bit of a, a labor of love. Mm. And when you're enjoying it, people will will feel it. Mm. People feel that energy. A few practical tips on just creating content on whatever format Um to, to deliver to your audience is we sort of follow a few simple rules. Uh, first rule is we keep it real. Mm. So we don't sugarcoat it. People, uh, you know, it sounds really cliche to say and corny, but authenticity mm. is making a comeback. Yeah. Um, so I just published a blog to the, to the email list um, about how damn hard it is to overcome emotional eating. And we talked about, yeah, it's going to be great when you can do it. People can do it. But let's talk about all of the subtle parts of overcoming emotional eating. We talked about um, you're not going, you're still going to want to eat the food. Even if you realize going for a walk is going to be better for you, you're still going to want to eat the food because mm. it's easier. And we talked about uh, the fact that we're often, when we most need to use emotion management strategies, like meditating instead of eating, we're least able to because of the, the cortisol is so high and it affects our brain and all these things. People are like, yeah, I really, this is real. This is not, hey, when you're feeling emotional, go and have a glass of water instead. So I think keep it real. That's great in a world of social media where everyone posts all the positive things and not necessarily totally. challenges and the negative parts. Absolutely. Yeah. And keeping it real helps you to – to do your writing or your, you know, whatever you're going to do with your email audience with authenticity, Mm. which makes it easier on you Mm. as well. The other thing that we like to do is make it personal. 
So it doesn't have to be about you necessarily, but talk about your challenges with clients. Talk about your experiences of being a dietitian. Um, if you're comfortable with it or you think it's going to be useful for you, for the people who are you know, reading your emails, talk about your own personal journey. Mm. So that's, you know, some of our rules are keep it real, make it personal and always start strong and finish strong. Yeah. So you don't want to have the start of your email where people really tune out after three lines um, and then you don't want to have the end of your email where people go, oh, that was a really nice idea and then go on with their day. There needs to be a, hey, try this or comment back or watch this other video. So call to action yeah. of some sort. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. The other thing that, that I think is really important is to sometimes, you know, when you've got a, an email list that you're building, when you start to build people you don't know, they can seem like this real X factor, like they're out there in the abyss, who the hell are these people? But you can talk with them. Mm. So send out a, a video and say, hey, guys, comment below. Mm. You know, what do you think of this? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think I'm absolutely out of my mind for suggesting this? Um, you know, we can – we find out so much through our email audience and just asking them to, to kind of get back to mm. us. Um, yeah, for example, when we, we started talking about the podcasts, um, people are like, yeah, we, we started the podcasts because people wanted to hear podcasts. They're mm. like, hey, Glenn, this is great, but I can't watch it on the train, you know, or, or you know, I, you know I, I, I can't listen to it while I'm driving. When are you starting a podcast? And we got that many people emailing us back. We're like, okay, everyone really wants a podcast. Mm. Then when we announced the podcast, people went, great, but they said, Glenn, we still want the Thursday therapies. We love those videos at the start, which for us is not the main thing, but people love them. So we're like, okay, we can't not have those. We even, which is a little bit cheeky, we find that our uh, email audience loves to talk about themselves, mm -hmm. their opinions, and they actually love, which is really something interesting we've learned, they love to give us advice. So sometimes we will say, hey, we've got this new product coming up We've got kind of two names that we're kicking around. What name do you think we should have? Mm. Or um, we've got a, a size diverse personal trainer, Grayson, who's going to start some uh, some online programs. And we're literally asking the email audience, okay, what do you guys want? Do you want one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want Facebook Lives? Do you want a program that you can just buy and do it whenever you it's want? It's really good because you want to deliver what your audience wants. You absolutely yeah. want to deliver what your audience wants. And so people don't feel like you can't ask. Mm, uh, yeah. Because if you ask, people will tell you. Yeah. yeah Something totally. that I heard a while back was um, – that we think that we're speaking to a group of maybe a thousand people that are on our email list, but when someone is reading your email, it's one person reading that email. And so you can speak to that one person. It's just done on a mass scale. I think that's exactly right. And yeah. if you know, you know, everyone's different and that's what makes our work so interesting, but thank God there are common themes. Mm. So if you understand the, the fears and the hopes and the dreams and the reservations and the beliefs of your audience, you can just talk to that mm. one person. And it's, it's, it's really amazing to me that you can have a very personal connection just through email. Yeah. And do you find that you might meet someone at a conference or at some engagement who's been on your email list and they almost feel like they know you because you've been speaking to them for a year by it is, email. It is the weirdest thing yeah. because they know you. Mm. We even get um, people coming into therapy because people sort of, it's not really our part of our marketing plan, but people see the videos, they're like, oh, we want to do some actual work with these guys. Um, our email list is probably more to promote our online stuff. But um, but when we get people coming in, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I will sometimes talk to people. I almost have a spiel that I have with people. I go, okay, guys, we don't really focus on weight loss, even though you want to lose weight. We're more about loving your body and intuitive. And our clients come in like, yeah, Glenn, we got that. Yeah. I've watched 30 of your videos yeah. on this. And it actually does the therapy. Yeah, so it's really, great. really crazy. Yeah. And it is really unreal. Uh, for people who are just 
starting or thinking of starting their email community, it's pretty cool when you get feedback from people emailing you back saying, this has really been a little bit transformational or even a lot transformational that you've never even met before. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Glenn, just to kind of wrap us up, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure many people listening to this podcast would have um, heard about and even watched your Thursday therapy. Yeah. Uh, we definitely do at Dietitian Connection. And so I-, I wonder if you could share a little bit more about how you use uh, your email marketing in your sort of strategy around Thursday therapy and, and getting it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think getting it out is the, the operative phrase mm. there. And it is so cool that, that I love it when dietitians love Thursday therapy. We've done some Thursday therapies with, uh, with Lindy, uh, a couple of people like Joel Ferrin. Uh, nutrition guy and Gina Cleo who's doing some real as well yeah they've they've asked some questions for Thursday therapy I even know a few dietitians who tell me they cheekily watch some of the episodes with their clients because they know their clients won't watch it at home so they just sit there and then and then talk about it so that's really really cool um but I would say that and this I think speaks to the power of email as a a content distributor that it wouldn't be worth our while we couldn't continue publishing Thursday therapy if it wasn't for our, our emails. So we obviously publish um, the Thursday therapy. So basically for anyone who doesn't know about Thursday therapy, we're answering questions on eating, movement, weight, body image, and the psychology around that in sort of pretty short, relatable videos. Um, and it's a question and answer format. Um, And we do it every two weeks. So we publish it to all of our socials. So we've got about 2,000 on YouTube, about uh, 15,000 for the weight management psychology and the Glenn McIntosh Facebook pages. I think about 13,000 now for Instagram. If we, and we spend 250 bucks on it each time promoting it to our Facebook audience, which means about half of them see it. Uh, so if you take all of that um, and the amount of those social media audiences that end up seeing it or getting the opportunity to see it, it's around about exactly the amount of people in our email community that sees it. Wow. So the, the email community at very least matches all of our other socials for promoting the Thursday therapy. So it is the main vehicle for, mm-hmm. for promoting Thursday therapy. And without, yeah, like I said, without the emails um, and having that, that email database, it just probably wouldn't be feasible for us to continue to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So that's a great point. I think a really good point for dietitians as well, that they can use email marketing to get their resources or their articles or Whatever, um, whatever resource you might have that you want to be seen on a greater level to use email marketing. Honestly, um, when I do the mentoring of health professionals, I think why would you spend the time to create a great video or write a great blog or you know do a whole podcast interview that you're going to put on Instagram and you've got 30,000 followers and... 300, 500 people are going to see it. Mm. It's just, or it's just going to sit on your website and no one's going to see it or Mm. a very, very small percentage of people that you share on your Facebook. You know, you might have 2,000 friends you can share it with. You've got 10,000 people on your your Facebook account. Probably 50 of them are going to see it. It It just doesn't make sense. It does and it takes, you know, the reality is I think a lot of us would love to share great messages more but it does take time away from your practice and time away from other areas of your life. So you want to get as much bang for your buck Mm. and email is definitely the most powerful distributor of your content. Thanks, Glenn. I think that's just such a perfect way to sum it up. It's been so great sitting here in your office today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Very different conversation to last time. Last time we were talking all about the people, this time we're talking all about the business. Yeah, but it is all about the people ultimately in the end, isn't it? You can't help anyone if there's no bumps on seats, Mm. there's no one in the door, there's no one buying your programs. Yeah, yeah, I love it. 
Um, and uh, for our listeners, if you'd like to get inspiration for email marketing and also would like to um, get health professional resources, then please sign up to Glenn's uh, special health professional email list. We've got the link in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll give you the link for just the dietitians and nutrition professionals. So you'll just get that stuff. It's kind of, think of it like uh, free PD. Mm. So it's just, you know, if there's anything, you know, a lot of dietitians have recognized psychology is an important part of, mm-hmm. of their work. I think that your guys work as half psychology. Yeah. Um, and then we also do um, like special offers. So mm-hmm. as you know, not too many people know this, but as you know, we've got an online practice certificate coming up for eating, movement, weight, and body image, a psychology practice certificate. So when we have that, we'll, um, we'll give like a members only discount to those guys and also, I'm really lucky at the moment because I am kind of in a, a, a really fortunate place where I know a lot of health professionals. So, if I think that there are um, good opportunities to be involved in some other PD events or get involved in research, which I think is really important, or even you know via our dietitians newsletter, a couple of people have got jobs. Wow. You know, because yeah. I know like a psychologist here is looking for a non-dieting dietitian mm-hmm. to work with. Three people email me back and one of them will get the job. Yeah, so that's it's a really, great. Yeah, I'm loving, as you know, I'm loving working with, with dietitians and, and and it's just another great way to connect. Yeah, we love working with you. <laughs> and if you would like to learn more about email marketing, we've actually got a free webinar coming up in November 2018 and we'll also have the recording available afterwards. And we're going to touch on, we're going to expand a bit more on uh, more of these, the topics that we've covered today. So, and we're going to provide some education to you on how to actually do some of the work. Like, awesome. like the how-tos. Yeah, like set your email up and, oh. um, you know, uh, put a subscribe box on your website, all of that. So please do sign up for that. We'll, we've got the link in the show notes as well. And there's a little cameo from (laughs) the wonderful Glenn McIntosh. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And thank you again, Glenn, for for sharing more about your um, email marketing journey and tips on that webinar. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to have you and we're so excited to see you again um, on the webinar and also uh, to chat again soon. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, Glenn.